0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standig Room Only Podcast. My name is Ben Standig and yes, I do cover the Washington football team for The Athletic. We are into the offseason and I wanted to get a few podcasts in the can before I try to walk away from my computer for a little bit. So I recorded this before um, I left Dodge the day after my one-on-one interview with ron rivera um well i should say i recorded part of this podcast then that part is with our friend mark bullock of course you can find mark on twitter at mark bullock nfl um i i i you know view the nfl game one way mark views it another way so i thought hey mark let's get on the phone let's have a quick conversation before we all head off and and just get some quick thoughts from each other about how we're seeing some things obviously i'm at camp Um, you know, for, for the practices, but Mark is one really breaking down the film. So fun conversation, Uh, Landon Collins, Cam Curl mentioned uh, discussed heavily, but we got into some other topics, including uh, the fact that uh, Mark is a English premier soccer league kind of a guy. And he's got questions about why we all talk about the name change the way we do. So it was a fun conversation there. Speaking of the name change, um, as I've now mentioned a couple of times, and hopefully people have had a chance to read it, uh, I wrote a story for the Athletic about that. But I really haven't done a deep dive into this yet. We, as again, we we did a story myself, my colleague Tariq El Bashir, uh, with the help of our editor Zach Boyer uh, behind the scenes. We wrote a story about um, what what is going on here. What is the process that it takes? For a team to change their name, it's not simply snapping your finger and saying, "Oh, today we were this, and tomorrow we were that." It could be that, but that's the wrong way to go. As we've talked to to experts and we re- convened panels. In any event, what I did was I had two of the people that I had on the fan panel join me on the podcast. One, Heather McDonough from NBC Four, who also covers the team for NBC Four uh, on a regular basis. She's uh, on all the all the Zoom calls and paying and paying attention to this team. Um, and then Christo Doyle, producer for the discover producer for the Discovery Channel, and a season ticket holder, fan of this team. We had a I had a fun conversation with the two of them about the name change, their experience on the panel with me, and we discussed the names and what are some good names, what are some lousy names? What do we think's gonna to happen and and all that You can follow Heather on Twitter at Heather McD4 and Christo is at Christo Doyle. Um so a uh, fun conversation we'll get to all that. I'll have more podcasts, probably at least a couple of more before I come back in town. So like I said, if something happens for real for real, you know, of note that something would be require an emergency podcast or or you know, there's a big move well, we'll, we'll get to it when I when I come back, but I didn't also didn't want to leave you guys without anything. Of course, if you've missed any of our podcasts, go check them out on iTunes or Spotify, anywhere you do your podcasts. I did have Ron Rivera one-on-one on on this podcast. Um, I'm going to have, so obviously I thought that was a fun interview. Uh, There's been, there were podcasts after the OTA sessions, after minicamp. I did a 53-man projection with our friend Al Galdi. You can check that out. Um, And coming up, I'll have a, a podcast just all dedicated to fantasy football with uh, Jake Seely, one of the top fantasy football insiders out there. He is also a colleague of mine with the Athletic. Um, but that's a fun way to talk about this team and beyond. Sort of the, you know, the 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 roster and the X's and O's. Let's just get to the fun stuff. Who's going to score touchdowns <laughs> and things? All and things like, and things like that. So plenty more to discuss here. On the Standard Groom Only Podcast. And of course, you make sure you can read, you go read um, my stuff over on the Athletic. So let me not dilly dally here. Let's get right to it. We'll start off uh, my conversation with Mark Bullock, and then we'll get to my conversation about the name change article we had up with Heather McDonough and Christo Doyle here on the Standard Groom Only Podcast. All right. You know him. You love him. You can't stop reading his film breakdowns. He is mr mark bullock is back with us again i'm not sure exactly how many times this is but certainly i owe him some uh uh i was gonna well, I, I can't think of a good british food what uh bangers and mash what is that
1: uh, that's uh sausage and mashed potato I'll, I'll take it sure okay
0: so all right well next time I, don't, I i don't know when i'm going that side or you're coming this side but but certainly <laughs> there's there's some uh uh, o- owing of, of, of a meal or drinks or something uh, from this end, because you've been uh, always kind to come on here. First off, how uh, it's been, I don't know how long it's been since we spoke, but
1: how how uh, how are things going over there? Yeah, all good uh, on this end. Uh, obviously, uh, things are starting to uh, calm down a little bit with the off season now that the OTAs and stuff are done. Um, so uh, I'm sure it will uh, ramp back up again pretty quickly once we get to uh, training camp.
0: Um, on a scale of one to 10, how bummed were you when you found out that the football team was not going to be playing Atlanta in London? <laughs>
1: um, I, You know, you'd think I'd be more bummed. Uh, Washington did play in London a few years back. They played the Bengals and I was with the post at that point. And at the start of the year, the intent was for me to go to that game, but they kind of decided that as what I do is able to be done remotely. There's no real point in paying for me to go there and get in the locker room or whatever because they have guys doing that. Um, so they uh, they said, well, as you're working remotely, it doesn't really matter where they uh, where they play. So I didn't get to go see that game. Um, but you know, if if this year I'm right on my own, it might have been nice to to go to see him in London. That w- that probably would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I was
0: sort of torn. I've never been to London. So like, right. if in fact the athletic would pay for me to go, that would be nice. On the other hand, at this point in time, I, I you know, I have not been on an airplane at this moment. Uh, well, actually, let me rephrase that at the moment we're talking. I haven't been by the time people hear this, I may have been, we'll see. Right. Uh, but uh, going overseas, that feels like a whole other complication right now. Uh, and also <laughs> yeah. to be, to be really honest, my passport expired. So I, that was a whole other thing. Right so uh so we have to work on that but there are other games um are you get you would you would you even go to any of those other games i'm not even sure what the lineup is i'm sure jacksonville is involved in like eight of them yeah um,
1: it's usually not great uh i i i would if someone wanted to pay me to cover them um typically they don't necessarily send the best games out here so i, I probably wouldn't just go just as a fan um i i i, I don't really care for stadium experience as much as i i always have been kind of analytical in in watching and and liking being able to see replays and being like okay that's what happened and that's what went wrong or that's what went well and that kind of thing so for me personally going to the stadium while the atmosphere seems cool has never been like kind of a thing that i'm craving you know um i hear you well yeah and i get it like
0: from what you do is also like it's a different type of um not that you can't go just have fun as a fan, but like, it's a different type of thing. Although I, I think I, I remember last year when I was at the Giants game in New York or in not you know, New Jersey, whatever uh, sure. I was sitting in the stands, no fans and Michael Phillips and I went out to the stands and I think I, I we, we went behind the, it was like upper deck behind the goal and like right. i think i took a, a shot it looked like the all 22 basically <laughs> and i sent it to you like look at this and uh you know yeah
1: that'd, um that'd be good no no fans <laughs> in there you can take whatever angle you want that that would work
0: right yeah the no fans part was the, 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 uh, you know, yeah not saying we anybody wants to go back to that but you know the no. there's there some minor advantages sure. um to that all right so uh this is uh, uh an incredibly impromptu conversation i literally messaged mark like five minutes ago and said hey you got 15 minutes to kill he said uh yes i will take time out of my day for you Uh, (laughs) i appreciate that and you know basically um so as we're talking i i spoke with ron rivera yesterday and when i right before i did that i you know i have my own thoughts about it but i always view the i've said this before i kind of view my conversations with this from like the like more of the personnel side the the how do you choose to um you know what why why are you starting this guy versus that guy how do you choose like i talked about with rivera the, the defensive line is it realistic to think that you can have um keep all the defensive linemen as good as they are how are you going to spend all that money on that one unit things along those lines but i was like you know what i don't always view, I, I always kind of don't think about it from the other the tactical perspective and that's obviously where mark comes in and one thing marks has written about again it'll been a few days since this happened but he's written about the Buffalo uh, nickel situation, obviously Cam curl was playing that last year. And then, uh, you know, he moved to strong safety and it's been a topic for a variety of reasons. One purely from the defensive perspective, like this is a position that they're, that they're looking to use. Um, I had somebody the other day ask me who is Jimmy Moreland, their, their nickel back. And I was like, well, not really. I mean, if you're talking three corners, I guess I'm not even getting into the St. Juice. Benjamin St. G's part. I'm just saying like last year, yes, but like, you know, not really because they were using Cam Curl in that spot, but a few things have come up. Some of it from my conversation with Rivera, but a little bit beyond that. And I wanted to get Mark's take on this because he did just write about it. And obviously he's, he looks at these things. Um, here is, uh, so, uh, so I, um, I guess first of all, let me, you, you, I know you said you listened to my conversation with with Rivera and we did talk about it a little a little bit I think what's what was interesting to me uh is is this the other day before this interview he spoke at a Joe Gibbs event charity event there's only about four there's only four of us there reporters and we had some random conversation and he talked about the buffalo nickel and here's what he said which led in part to what i started to ask him just just for for i know i'm rambling here people just relax okay, okay. here we go um here's what he said quote uh, first he mentions khalik hudson as somebody that would well, be interested in looking at there which is interesting in of itself because khalik hudson has yet been mentioned on defense really in any capacity but then he said you know it's quote and it's funny because we talked about it with landon you know landon plays it already because anytime you change and shift and motion you see landon come down uh that's really what it what it is it's a big nickel type guy. And it really it's kind of funny because people go, Oh, well then he's a linebacker. Yeah. But that guy has to have the ability to play the post. Um, so you, and then he went on to say, so this gives you the best chance to put your two, your two best safeties on there and feel pretty good. Cause they can, they can mix and match and so on. And when, when, I talked to Rivera about this, you know, he sort of said some of the similar things I was asking more about it from Cam curls perspective, but regardless, here's my question to you as a guy who, Watches all the tape. How much Buffalo Nickel did Landon Collins actually play last year? Now, obviously, his season was very limited because of the uh, the Achilles injury, um, and he was the strong safety. But the idea that he was playing
1: that, you tell me, how much was he actually playing that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't want to go against what Rivera was saying, but for me, the distinction would be that. Um, the Buffalo nickel position needs to be able to go out and cover the slot. Um, and Landon Collins, I don't recall him ever doing that. Um, otherwise the, the position is quite similar to the strong safety position in that they rotate down, they they can be aligned in the box, like a linebacker, um, and they're involved in the run game and have particular fits depending on the kind of run. Um, so from that perspective, um, it, it is somewhat similar. But the, the big difference is that when Cam Curl came into the game as the Buffalo nickel um, early last year, he would quite often find himself um, out over slot receivers. And, and even if they were just playing in zone coverage, it wasn't necessarily that he would play man coverage against them, um, but he would align outside of the box over the stop receiver. Um, whereas, uh, Collins, I, I, as I say, I don't, I don't recall him ever really doing that. He, he was more in a traditional strong safety spot, which is over a tight end in the box. Um, and so, for me, I, I don't, I don't really see Collins as the Buffalo Nickel type role. But you know, that they, they they know their defense far better than I do, so I, I wouldn't doubt Rivera when he says that. But that just would be how I would see it.
0: I mean, like I said, at a base level, he's acting as if it had already occurred. Now, maybe he's—you know, look—we quote people for a reason. We want to be accurate with what they say, and we try to be—you know—from there, you try to infer what they're what they're kind of saying. Be, you know, because it's not like he's always saying everything direct. Um, but he sort of made it sound like he has past tense already done it, and that's why I was like, really? Because it didn't feel like it didn't feel like that to me. Then combined with the fact that he kind of out of the blue mentions Khalique Hudson which is like, wait, how many people would have to disappear for colleague Hudson to actually get on the field feels like quite a few, at least in terms of even that position, unless there's something going, go, going, on. And then in, in his comments to me, um, I'll just sort of read a little bit of this. And this kind of goes to what you're saying. He says, he's, he's explaining the position. He's saying that, you know, we're, we're moving far away from the days of teams lining up, you know, two bruising, tight ends no more fullbacks really and you have just a lot of receivers and even if you have tight ends they're sort of the jordan reed type head at tight end the 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 got the, the move tight end right um borderline receiver so he says here quote now you're talking about bringing in a safety type player you may have guys that are going uh, going he's talking about defending these receivers versus having a um a third linebacker more or less you may have guys that are going to be able to play in that safety position, playing to half a quarter, of the post or being able to come down and play the slot or even having to come in and play the box. And that guy is going to play 65 to 75% of your snaps in the very near future. This is happening. It's the evolution of football. And I guess like, if you tell me Landon Collins is the strong safety and cam curl was that spot. I mean, it makes sense. Cam curl in that spot, based on what we saw last year. I mean, he was, that's, he's, it was such a weird dynamic when he came into the league this guy played cornerback and strong safety in college. Like that's such a weird combination, but it goes to show his his skills, his versatility. And if you're describing it in this way, you have to have somebody who can play in the box, who's tough enough to be able to to, to, to battle those types of big people. On the other hand, be agile enough to get into coverage and 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 deal with slot, you know these quick slot receivers, but also play deep. That's uh, that's a pretty wide range of player. Um, and that makes sense for cam curl. But I guess the thing also is cam curl is going to be playing strong safety all training camp. He did it just now. I mean, you know, beyond any mixing and matching, they do just to try other people. He'll be that guy, Landon Collins. We don't know for sure when he'll be back. He said, he'll be ready for week one. So they're going to have all this time to see cam curl plays other positions. So I just find it interesting when Rivera says that Landon Collins can play it, by the way, go back to before when, when yes, Jack Del Rio said Collins would play safety, but Rivera, when asked if Landon Collins saying he wasn't playing linebacker, if that was a conversation he'd had or just Landon, he said that was just Landon. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to like create uh, rumors or, 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 or speculation or drama, but I, you know, look, he says what he says. And that's why I'm having you here because it doesn't make that sense to me that Landon Collins would be the Buffalo nickel. But at the same time, Cam Curl at strong safety, beyond the fact that that looks potentially interesting, is the role he's going to be playing most of camp he's still a young player you want him to get experience where you're going to use him so I just find this whole thing to be interesting and again he does also the Khalik Hudson mentioned. So I just you know you I'm more speculative than you. You're a reasonable reasonable rational person. So when you hear all these things and you're trying to think about this what's your what's your guess as to what's going to happen?
1: Yeah so I, I think for me I, I would guess that what Rivera is trying to do is is not give anything away by saying yeah all of our guys can do all of these things and and he's stressed about position flex for the entire offseason and, and that allows the defense to do multiple things and, and disguise things um but so publicly i think that's what he's saying but i think del rio probably gave a little bit more of the truth which is landon collins is a strong safety and so the the whole point of the buffalo nickel position is that in a 4-3 defense, you have three linebackers. And as as you said, Rivera said that um, when teams go two tight end sets, it's often two receiving tight ends or one kind of well-rounded tight end and one more of a, a move tight end or a joker tight end or whatever you want to call it um, that is more of a receiver than a tight end. Um, and those guys are hard for a traditional linebacker to cover. So the whole point of a Buffalo-Nickel position is to – take out the linebackers that aren't as necessarily as athletic to be able to cover those tight ends and, and put in uh, a safety tight body with the movement skills of a, of a corner to cover, but also the size and physicality to play the run. Um, and, and so that is the whole point of the position. And, and Collins certainly has the size and the physicality to play the run, but um, while he's a safety, I, I don't see him having the, the movement skills of a corner. Um, and he's, he's a very good zone defender, but in man coverage, he's okay against lesser players, but uh, I wouldn't want him matching up in man coverage against receivers in the slot or because um, in the examples I wrote in my article um, early in the season, last year, teams would play, two tight ends and two receivers, um, but they would play the two tight ends on one side and two receivers on the other side. So that would put a a Z receiver, like one of your best two receivers in the slot. Um, So for Washington, that could be a a Curtis Samuel type, and you wouldn't want Landon Collins trying to cover Curtis Samuel. So, um, but Cam Curl might be better suited to that. So I, I think for me, Collins is purely a strong safety cam curl can obviously play that um i think he can play some free safety um and i think to get them both on the field you might be looking more of the that buffalo nickel package that he keeps talking about um where where curl kind of plays is a big nickel role where you can trust him in the slot um against some receivers against some tight ends and and what have you against different personnel groups Um, but you can also still trust him in the box, um, fitting against the run, um, so that you're not getting completely run over, um, whenever teams go into certain looks.
0: Um, all right. So I told when we started this, I said, Mark, Hey, you got 15 minutes. And I just use all 15 minutes talking about this. So clearly it's going to be more than 15 minutes, Mark, but you knew that coming in. Cause this is what <laughs> always happens with me. All right. So enough of the safety talk. I told Mark, I'm going to ask him a question and he gets to ask me. we'll, we'll, we'll say Mark is sort of the fill in here for the for the audience um because he like you guys doesn't actually get to see any of this stuff it doesn't have to mean what I, anything i watched but it could be whatever it is um something that's on his mind maybe he just wants to know uh, uh if i'm growing my beard back in because we're looking at each other and i gotta shave again i shaved <laughs> this all off but now i feel we're going back whatever it is mark what what's your question uh or what, what's on your mind here uh, about this team
1: oh uh, well I read a thing that you wrote recently about oh the the team name and how hard that is to put together and for me I just I've never really got the concept of why it's such a big deal like obviously it's the name of the team but for us on this side of the um, of the Atlantic it's it's a case of the team name is just the city so there's obviously there's like Manchester United and Manchester city. Um, but it's still, it's nothing like the Manchester Eagles or the Manchester Cowboys or whatever. Right. So for us, it's, it's never been that huge of a deal. We don't really care about the mascots. Like you probably ask most premier league teams, like uh, most premier league fans, like what the mascot is of every team. And they could maybe get three or four, but other than that, you probably wouldn't know. So like, i've never really got the huge like oh i love red wolves oh i hate red wolves and and all that so i guess my question to you is why is it such a big deal (laughs) and like why why is there so much outrage every single time there's a name put out and and um why is it such a huge story
0: it's a great question and you know um throughout this last year and, um, you know, trying, uh, I've used this last year to uh, try to figure out or try to think more about life instead of just letting life run run, run past me as I typically, typically do. And um, my point of bringing this is to say that one thing I've thought about a lot is how perspective is 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 a lot both how you view the world you know if i'm having a a bad day am i really having a bad day or am i just saying i'm having a bad day the outside people don't necessarily know that and maybe some maybe i think that somebody gave me a look did they give me a look or is that just my perspective that they gave me a look i don't know what they're maybe they're going maybe they're having a crappy day whatever it is my point is perspective is important um when it comes to how you see the world and how others you you view kind of others and this is a this is a different version of that but this is about perspective right you didn't grow up with this so your perspective is and you make a great point it's you know is arsenal
1: a city well no but in in london it's it's kind of a different thing but gotcha so yeah that that's because there's so many teams in london you can't just have right london right so Um, right
0: i got you so so what what watford is a city yeah fulham oh no fulham's also in london right fulham's in london but it's a part of london i'm naming naming all these things um uh, chelsea is that what's going on there Uh, that's a part of london okay so i'm just screwing up this whole bit okay but (laughs) but 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 but, yeah i mean to to your point like if you don't grow up with mascots or grow up with that type of thing it might seem odd i i totally get that and i think for here like because the football team as in the the nickname hmm. is such a weird thing to say i don't think one single time in any article and this has been almost a year now i don't think i've one time written the way i would have written the redskins did this i oh, haven't absolutely. written one time the football team did that because it's so weird so yep. th- that leads to just washington all the time and yep. that is confusing uh because like also like There's the Washington Wizards and the Washington Nationals and the Washington Capitals. So just saying Washington is sort of, well, what does that even mean? But the larger point is, it's just what we grew up with. I mean, the big reason why most people are having a conniption fit over this is it's new and different. And a lot of people don't like change. There are some people who are just all in on, they want the new thing at all times. They want the new iPhone. They want whatever it is. I'm more than, I I, I don't know if this is a good example, but I basically have had three cars as an adult because each of them lasts me 10 to 15 years i just don't feel the need to change it all the time and they basically it's, it's not until they run into the ground that i make the change because i probably in some level don't love change that i i get makes me nervous when, when some website i go to all of a sudden wait this isn't the way it looked before what happened to the button that i that i that I like change is weird and i think on some level that's what this is all about right their sentimentality to the name and if you're an older you know if you're older like i am you remember when this team was good they won the Super Bowls with that name so i just think it's on a lot of levels it's it's what we're used to to your point of like well you guys don't have have that so i think it's just something that we're used to and and you guys don't you know it's not the man it's not um chelsea cougars mm. right uh yeah and, right and and i i'm kind of with you and that that's what makes this you know in in the story that we did you know one of the one of the names was dcFC so change football team to football club and we it, part of the discussion of the story was could you go with dc obviously dc united um is 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 a thing um sure. the, the the soccer team uh yes. so um dcFC uh i i don't necessarily I don't hate that one, and it's sort of, to your point, it's simpler. There is no Red Wolves. There is no thing. It's just that's it. And there is something, there is some simplicity simplicity to that, but like I said, I think on a base level, even the people who are just, I can't stand it, I can't believe they changed the name, and they get upset for whatever the reason. I think in a lot of ways, it is just new changes is 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 weird. And at the same point, you know, I think like with most changes, like I, most changes, you will in one month, two months, six months, you won't even remember that the thing changed in the first place. I know this is slightly different because um, this is not a subtle change. It's in our head all the time. Like um, the website, I've forgotten what it was. The the website. Except I've forgotten what was there six months ago, but the team name, I'm going to know it's not called the Washington Redskins anymore. So yeah. that's a little bit. Hard. So I don't know. I guess I, I don't know if that Answered
1: your question, but that 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 I think is sort of the the, what would be my basic take. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's it's just from I I, I've never really understood why people go oh they're changing the name why I I, I'm stopping supporting them like that it's not like they've moved to a different city they're still playing in the same stadium and until you know they make a new one they're still based in roughly Washington um and you know it's still the same players the same coach it's still the same team it's just a different name um and f- for me it was I, I always kind of saw it as like a um if your sister gets married and takes a her husband's name like you don't suddenly disown them because they're no longer your last name they have a different last name like it, it's just a name
0: you don't you um, don't just dis- you don't disown them in your country <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah that, that was just uh, the, the interesting thing for me because I saw just how much like uh, people like every time that the name topic comes up people are, are going crazy for it and like I get it initially when it first happens but like we're a year down the line and I get that they haven't picked one yet and that it takes it's a long process and, and it can be frustrating but I just don't I guess for from my english perspective i just don't see the big deal of of the mascot thing
0: i mean look there is you know we don't need to get into it too much but there is you know the political aspect to this as well the reasoning for for the for the name change sure dan snyder was obviously forced into doing this um debate whether you think he it, it was needed or not but you know uh that's part of it uh, you know, a culture a culture aspect too and again i, I think just an overriding thing is this change is not something that everybody wants to deal with and then you can go to a why is this change occurring and you can lash out um sure lash out on 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 that um all right i have a question uh, a different question for for you we had to do a, a a series of uh questions for each beat writer for all the teams had to do a series of questions about the the teams this that and the other um one question was essentially what was their best move that they made this offseason just um, one single move one single move now it could be it could be a, a specific transaction they signed player x they i don't know did they trade for anybody i don't know whatever they they, 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 sure. they it could have been any one introduce or it could be maybe a philosophy maybe it's the idea of bringing in martin mayhew and marty herney to bring experienced people to the front office or maybe it was they didn't trade for a quarterback in the draft i mean so it could be it's a wide range of things whatever that would be um so the single best move that they made this offseason
1: yeah, so um I'll give you two answers. One is like a just a, the best addition to the team. And I I would I'd probably say Curtis Samuel is gonna have the biggest impact, assuming he stays healthy because of all the different things he can do in the offense and um what he brings to the offense. So that would be the answer from that. I, I think from the kind of philo- philosophical point of view, I I would say the decision to not force a move for a quarterback um, and obviously they, they made a, an attempt at, at Stafford and that's well documented and, and they looked at all the quarterbacks in the draft and and what have you but they, they ended up not making a move and um, for me in the stage that they're at with the, building their team that if they had forced it for a quarterback and and teams that tend to force it to be like, well, we need this quarterback. So we're going to take this guy because he's the closest thing to what we think is good. Like that, that is where you make mistakes. And so I I think they were better off because they had obviously the job security that Rivera has and and the front office now has. Um, And because the team is still a little bit rebuilding um, even though they won the division last year. Um, I, I think they recognized that they had time and they didn't have to force the quarterback move this year. Um, and I think that was probably their, their best move for the long run in that they didn't force a, a trade for uh, someone or they didn't go and spend, uh, do a three year, $70 million contract for Mitch Trubisky or something like that, that would have just blown up in their faces and set them back, and, you know, either you not know, not pull the salary cap or if they traded for one of the guys in the top 10 and, and not they had then not pan out then you know that sets the franchise back as we've seen with griffin and god knows however many other quarterbacks so um i think the decision to not force the quarterback is probably their best move
0: yeah i i uh i i like that i mean you know, it's so interesting, right? They did try to get Matthew Stafford, right? They, they, they you know, what I was told at the time was uh, they offered at least a first and a third to, to the Lions. and Basically, the Rams offered the same, but because the Lions wanted Jared Goff, they then got a first-round pick for taking on that money. So th- there's nothing they could do really about that. But they did try to make a big move, right? And obviously, sure. it's interesting if they make that trade jamin Dave, I mean, just jamin Davis isn't here, and I don't know which third round pick it would have been, but just for argument's sake, pick either one, either guy because both yeah. St. Juice and De'ami Brown seemingly look pretty good. So, just for argument's sake, take, take St. Juice off the the, the 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 table. I'm not arguing that you wouldn't prefer the Matthew Stafford route, but um, uh, but they did try that. But then, and this is like I, I've mentioned this before. It's the same thing that happened a like year ago. They tried to get Amari Cooper. We can debate whether he's worth a hundred million dollars, but he was clearly the number one receiver that year. They tr- they made a big swing, but when that didn't happen, they didn't then just say, Well, we have this money to burn. We we we, we have to get this position. We're desperate. We yeah. And then they go out and make a bad um move. They didn't do that. And then, you know, when you got to the, you know, they obviously signed Fitzpatrick um in free agency. They also, you know, since now it, Rivera's made it. Clear. He views a, a competition between Fitzpatrick and Heineke. They went out and signed Heineke pretty quickly, right? They signed him in February. Um, you know, they could have waited, they could have seed. Let's see what else happens in free agency. We we know Kyle Allen is here. There are other options here. You mentioned Trubisky. I mean, there are the Trubisky's and the Mariota, some guys that you might be able to say, well, they have more tangible upside. I get it. Trubisky, everybody thinks he's terrible. But what you know, I mean. You know, he was a quarterback for a team that made the playoffs last year. There is natural ability there. Maybe it wasn't his fault with the Bears. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't. But my point is, you could have talked yourself into waiting and doing some other things. They didn't. They said, oh, we want to go get this guy. And, you know, by getting Heineke, and getting Fitzpatrick on the first day, they put themselves in the position to, okay, we don't have to do anything reckless. Now we'll see what, Now we'll see what else happens. And, yeah, they didn't force anything in the draft. None of us know whether Justin Fields or Mac Jones, the two guys that they realistically could have traded up to get will be good or not, or even if they are good for the Bears or the Patriots, respectively, who knows if they would be good here, right. Um, So you don't know, but they didn't do that because they, you know, they, they were able to fill in the blanks elsewhere, use those picks and you know they think with Fitzpatrick at a minimum you know, he gives him a puncher's chance to be interesting. So I, I don't disagree with, with that. I think that's a reasonable, I like that might be my answer as well. Uh, For the for the actual um player, you mentioned Samuel. I'll, I'll just for fun, I'll stay with the receiver, but I'll, I'll go with Deami Brown. I don't necessarily know that it's the best move, like I would rank it number one, but sort of on a pound for pound level for where it was the second, third round pick. I'm really intrigued by him. I, I talked to a a prominent, uh, somebody prominent in the scouting community, you know, recently. And he thought that De'Ami Brown was a, was, was a real steal for them that he thought it would go. He, he would have ranked him higher like, around two um, instead of, you know, back around three and, you know, everything you heard about him, the just the way he, um, I saw somebody use the term, he glides down the field, you know, he's, he's, he's fast. He's not, you know, tracks, Speed fast, but he's fast and he and because he's so good out of out of his breaks and knows and and, and and runs his patterns with real purpose and precision that he's able to get where he wants to get maybe faster than his four four whatever speed would suggest and I think he's really interesting I don't necessarily know if that means he's going to be the third receiver this year because you have some other options, but I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by by what by what he can be uh so i mean i could have picked a few people for that as an individual player but i'm just you know just to give him some some mention um i'm intrigued by um by him um all right i've definitely kept you over 15 minutes anything uh, by the time like i said by the time this comes out i don't know when you probably have written a few other things is there anything on your mind coming up that you hope to to write about some more as we get closer to training camp
1: uh, I'm, I'm still kind of going over the different ideas that um, what I can put together and, and what people be interested in. So um, I, I haven't got any set plans as of yet, but um, probably by the time this comes out, I'll, I'll have a few more things in mind.
0: All right. Well, everybody, make sure you go check Mark's work out at markbullock.substack.com. He is the go to film guy covering the Washington football team. I don't think there's much debate about that only because i i've decided to not throw my hat into the ring I, otherwise mark <laughs> would have a real challenge i'm just saying yes mark there, there would be real issues there um mark always appreciate it also of course go follow him on twitter at mark bullock nfl and uh mark always appreciate it, man good luck uh with your uh e- english premier league teams that don't have uh mascots and nicknames.
1: <laughs> thanks ben
0: all right, so let's talk some more about this name change uh, article that we have up on Athletic and just sort of where where things stand with this in general. Two people kind enough to take time out of their busy day to talk to me were two people that were on the, I guess we'll call it the fan panel, for for, for lack of a better term, Christo Doyle, the producer with Discovery Channel. He's also, perhaps more importantly to, to me, a, 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 an alum, a fellow alum of... Uh, Bethesda Chevy Chase High School, I found out during this process uh, and a, a longtime fan of the team. And then of course, the great Heather McDonough from NBC4, who was also kind enough to be part of this and like me covers the team throughout. And I, like I said, I appreciate you both being here. Um, so you, you had a chance to read the article, but let's go back in time when we did this panel, I think it was November. Uh, I'll, I'll explain somewhere else in this podcast why it took so long, but in any event, I'm just sort of curious, like, as we, when I presented this idea, it's like, hey, here's what we're going to do. And then we went through this, like, Heather, I can start with you. At the point that we started to do this, like, what was your sense as to what the process was and why it would take as long? Because I think that is the persistent question people have is what is taking so
2: long? Yeah. It's funny you mentioned it being in November and like, I mean, you're like the team, like you're just taking, you you took a while to to get this thing going. So it's like a microcosm of of the the team. (laughs) I
0: simulated it to the nth degree. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, no. So, I mean, listen, I think that it's taking a long time. I mean, I think they, after years of having it wrong, they want to get it right. Um, they want to be able to reach out to the fans, to these consultants and, you know, it's maybe you think that that would be able to be done in a year, but I guess they really are just, you know, taking their time, doing their due diligence, making sure that they're hearing from everybody under the sun and 61 countries and 35 continents and whatever, whatever it is. Um, so I just, again, I think they're trying to do their due diligence, but, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people would have liked to, for this upcoming season, they would have had this thing wrapped and ready to go. Um, but I get why they're they're taking a while and you know we love our friends with the wizards but as you mentioned in, in the article um you know I don't think a lot of people were were certainly in love with with that team name and, and I see Christo shaking his head because because we're on a zoom here um both
3: sports let's be honest it's the yeah. worst name in all of sports
2: so um yeah so basically I just i guess you know they want to re- make sure they're reaching all the people they need to reach and they want to make sure that they get it right or attempt to get it right. Cause Ben, like you also said in the article, I mean, you're not going to please everybody, but they want to at least be able to please some fans, most fans.
3: Well, and Ben, my, my question is I'm with you, Heather. I totally agree that, that it would be great to have had it coming out this season. I'm kind of perplexed as to why it's not right. Um, and, And I just wonder Ben, if that's not by choice, if that's not, do they not like Washington football team or Washington football club and with another season of people getting used to it it may just become the, the name by default i mean i'm wondering if that's actually in their thinking or if they you know
0: if they're just being super cautious uh, you know it could be one or the other yeah i mean i think so i mean the general point is that when you know when this first happens you're like okay they're going to dump redskins whatever you think about that name whatever side you fall on okay that's happening like when they dumped, when they went from bullets to the wizards, it happened that day at twelve o'clock at midnight. It was one team, and then t- five seconds later, it was the other thing. There was no gap year or gap eighteen months. Like we're gonna have, have here, and I think that's because, or well, I don't think I know. It's because they didn't do anything in advance of having to change the name there was i think that's a
2: big part of it too i do i I agree with you
0: there was no prior research being done in part i imagine because the owner had said famously you know basically over my dead body he didn't say that but basically we're not we're not changing this name and then obviously it had to happen so once they did i think to some degree cooler heads prevailed and people who are familiar with how this process actually works like it would normally take 18 months give or take a year so like we're all used to thinking well why can't you just you know you don't want to, you don't want to call it that anymore. Then just call it this, but there is actually um, a process to it. And that's kind of what, you know, we, we're all starting to learn um, about this whole thing. But Christo, I'm curious, I was, like you mentioned the Wizards, worst name out there, right? As somebody who grew up with this team, I would prefer the Bullets, but okay. Here's the thing though. And this is sort of the, also the, the, the crux of the article. Is it the worst team because the actual name or is it the worst because they've been irrelevant for 40 years? Like yeah. a lot of names that we take to be granted the green Bay Packers, is that a good name? Or we just accept it because it's part of NFL history as the team that won the first super bowls. And has obviously had success in recent years with Favre and Rogers and so on. There are a lot of names that, you themselves are, eh, but it we associated our head with something in this case, the Wizards are associated with mediocrity. That's not, that, that might be an, an upsell from what the reality is. So I guess that's the thing, right? Is whatever this name lands on, how much does it actually matter what the name is versus what the, what the product is actually is on the field?
3: I would agree with you. I would I agree that that winning kind of fixes everything, and people you know tend to fall in love with the name once you win. Except for in the case of the Wizards, I think if the Wizards <laughs> won the NBA championship, we would say, "Wow, I'm so glad they won," but they still have the worst name that has absolutely nothing to do with this city. It's farcical. It's like it's just very strange to me. Um, you know, I fall in the camp, Ben, and I think, you know, this from our, from the fan panel, I, I love the names that, that fit the city, that have something to do with the city, that, that are in some way tied to the city. You know, I, I wrote down some just before this, this podcast, you know, like to me, the perfect names are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots. Um, it's, it's hard for me to even say it, but the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, it, they all fit with the city and there's some, there's some tie to the city and, what that city represents and the spirit of the city. Um, And that's why I just don't understand the wizards. Um, It seems like there's so many cool ways you could go. I mean, I'm with you, I love bullets, but obviously there's some negative connotations there. Um, But I just feel like when doing this naming thing, you need to work really hard to come up with something that's simple and clean and that works for that city or region.
2: So my thing, so the, it's funny because I always think, and, and I'm sure that this is part of the trouble with DC too. And I mean, it's a good thing; it gives you more options. But it's also it's like a blessing and a curse. There's the DC that the people that live here know and love, and, and the you know the locals and, and things like that that go to Ben's Chili Bowl, yada yada. But yeah. then there's also what people on the outside see, and like that's what this is also like representing in the NFL. Like on a national stage, people think of the monuments and the the government and things like that. So where's the mix of like, you know, and also then the legacy of like the team itself too, like people are saying hogs and things like that. So you've got the outside perception of DC versus the, what the locals treasure uh, about this area. So that's kind of, I'm sure the part of the conundrum that, you know, they're dealing with too. Um, And I apologize if you hear my five-year-old in the background, I keep telling him to be quiet and he is not. So anyway.
0: Sorry, but my cat makes regular appearances on the podcast so the, the the audience is the audience is used to that um yeah no it's a great point and um you know one of the takeaways I got so after it we, in the article just in the last few days I spoke to team president Jason Wright about all this I was like okay here's the deal we're doing this story here's what we came up with uh or wh- where we're going can you what you know tell us sort of within the context of the story where are you guys at? And one thing he said was, and look, he's done so many interviews. I've lost track for all I know. He said this 10 times, but I'm taking it that it's new Um, that that the team, the name would be something more in the vein of uh, the Steelers, something with tradition, something with a heritage, something he didn't, I don't necessarily know if it's necessarily something that connects to DC, but something that doesn't sound like an expansion team, like the Seattle Crack and, and to your point, Crystal, on the wizards. Now it's ironic, they didn't actually do the wizard with the wizards came, I believe, before the Harry Potter craze, but it almost feels like that. Because you're right, that has nothing to do with anything. I, alliteration is not the worst thing in the world, but it has nothing to do with, with everything here. And so when we did this project, so just to go back in, in time, the way it worked was we started with, I talked to this group, the metaphorist this branding, these branding experts. And we set up a panel first with the team, the ownership group. Now, of course, Dan Snyder was not, we didn't get a hold of him. So we had a, we had a, we had audible there. We got some former players uh, to, to be in that role. Doc Walker, Fred Smoot, Kendrick Golston, our friend, Kevin Sheehan, a longtime fan radio host joined in there as well. They gave us criteria, what was important to them, what, what mattered. And then we came to the, the fan panel here with Heather Christo and whether we had 13, 14 people total, and said, okay, here's the criteria handed down from the ownership, what they're looking for. Now think of names based on that. So let me just go through this really quick. Uh, what some of the names were. You mentioned, Christo, that it's got to feel like it's something from this city, the DNA, the history of the city. It was also the idea of being strong, dynamic, bold. I, I think the Steelers was sort of a, a name that kind of came to mind. Uh, fits well with the personality and attitude of the Washington area. Be free from negative associations and work well with either Washington or D.C. as the geographic identifier. Um, so, Heather, so uh, Christo mentioned the idea of the city uh, connection. Was there anything else out of that when you started playing around with with, with your list uh, that 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 came that came to mind?
2: Um, no, I mean, like I think, like you said, I mean, it's really a lot of the stuff that you just hit on on the connection to D.C. Just having like a strong name. Um, you know, it's funny. I know somebody, um, I think it was one of the season ticket holders or one of the fans um, on our panel, and you mentioned it in the article, said something about D.C. instead of Washington. I'm a big proponent that it really does need to be Washington, and I'm also a big proponent that it needs, I know this isn't the name, but that the color scheme needs to stay burgundy and gold. Um, so, you know, I don't know if, if you know, red anything with red is just too similar to like redskins and, uh, you know, Things of that nature, but um, yeah, I was pretty much in agreement with some of the stuff that you just listed. Again, the connection to DC, maybe some kind of connection to to the team history, and just sounding like something strong, like not the like Belters, because I'm assuming that's a play on Beltway, and that's just no. So yeah, I, I, I'm in line with kind of some of those uh, criteria that that were key that you just that you just listed.
0: Uh, and, and sort of to that end, Christo. So there were six. So there were, you know, I forget these over a hundred names that were that, that came out of that panel discussion. Everybody was essentially asked to come up with, I think, ten something like that. Um, and by and large, I think pretty much everybody did. And obviously, the, the the experts have their own thoughts as they went through the process. And then they whittled it down. They had to take out, a, eliminate a bunch of names for trademark reasons, or just you know didn't didn't make any didn't make any sense based on the criteria, or you know, whatever they're, this is what they do, right? Whatever taste they came up with, with with six. Krista, did any of the names that we ended up with? Um, I, I know because you are. You, you, you said at the, and you said to me in advance. You said on the panel and you just said on Twitter that you only wish the team would let you pick the name because you've got a uh, you've got some real thoughts on this. So did any of those names that they came no, up I mean, with um, stand out?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of ego in that statement, right? But like. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what I really wish is like, you know, I have a bunch of, you know, great friends who all went to BCC. There's like eight of us. And, you know, we've had season tickets, six tickets for many, many years. And I just wish they would let us pick the name because I swear we would get it right or get as close to right as you can get when you're picking a name. Um, I think the group think thing is becoming very clear to me, you know, through all the stuff I've read and you know, the nonstop talk about it on the radio and everyone's got an opinion and everyone's opinion is wildly different, right? Like some people read love the red wolves. I hate the red wolves. You know, I, I don't think we need to have red. So it's like, for me, I just realized today that this is like, you know, it's kind of like art. Everyone sees something different and something different appeals to you. Um, I did notice though, Ben, that I don't think any of my names made the list of six um, I think the one that was closest for me is the districts. Um, I think you had hogs in there too, right? Uh, red hogs
0: was yeah. a uh, was a name. See, I don't
3: like red hogs. I don't. I don't know why we need to like shoehorn ourselves into red anymore. Like, if we're going with a new logo, new name. Let's just go with something fresh. I, I agree with you. Heather. I think it's
2: forcing it into like the red. Yeah. Like it's for any of this stuff is just like forcing that connection. Like, and there's ways yeah. to still have a connection without just throwing the word red on it.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, I I know I'm a traditionalist. Like, I love tradition. You know, there's nothing cooler than having hail to the Redskins, and 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 that kind of stuff was fantastic for all those years. But I don't think that means you have to have red in the name. I, you know, I think you have to. I, you know, for me, the districts is closest because it 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 fits with the city. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's you know it would make my list of top six, but I'd say it's closest.
2: But what about like then if you're in Maryland or Virginia? I mean, I know we're going to alienate people no matter like what yeah. happens, but like that one is seat is like a glaring like district DC like like Maryland or Virginia. Sorry, like you know exactly. like I, 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 and again I, I get we're ultimately gonna. People are going to disagree regardless, but that one was just like, and I actually kind of like it. I actually would even like it more, like as a singular, the Washington District, as opposed to the districts. But in any event, it's still, yeah, that that's what jumped my into my head was like the Maryland and Virginia people are going to be like, district. I can tell you
3: why I like it though. I mean, I think
2: I think that's what they sound like, Ben. That's exactly what
3: they say Stars and bars, the DC flag logo would be super cool on a. That's true. You know, and I think I I'm with you. Like I live in Maryland and. You know i was born in dc live in maryland i don't think most people that live in the dmv are offended by you know the district being our hub but I, I i hear you that you don't want to alienate which is why i would go with something you know that that's that's more military based or 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 ties back to the you know the redskins old history or or goes with an old dc name like senators or Gr- even the grays i think the grays is kind of cool although that doesn't work with burgundy and gold obviously
0: and the other thing is, like, obviously, there's always this kind of, like, weird thing of, like, it's the Washington whatever, and the team has been playing in Maryland for the last 20-something years. Now, a lot of people outside the area won't, won't even have a clue about that, but, like, we, you know, th- that's sort of yeah, weird. Yeah, the zone. Jets
2: and Giants, like, I, you know, I, have like, grew up in New, New York and New Jersey, and so, like, yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah, like, I mean, I think there's a willing willingness on, on certain things to yeah let that go but yeah like but, as far as the location but maybe but not. i'm saying
0: like if it's washington if it's the dc districts now both aspects of the name sure, tie okay, tied right, a I thing that you don't that you're not doing then that gets to be um yeah that, that, that might get to be a bit um weird yeah i I like I think I think the one thing I've I've learned from this exercise is including even up to this exact moment is just it's like we were saying like none of these names are going to work. For everybody, and I think that's the thing. Like when everybody thinks of the name, it's really not the name. It's what you associate with the team, and it's when you when you have an expansion team, it's nothing. It's empty. It doesn't mean anything at that moment, other than the team's whatever the city is located. Like I don't think the Kraken is that a real thing, right? It's a has nothing to do with Seattle, but it's a comic booky type thing, what movie type thing, and therefore they're just kind of going on that angle, which I don't personally. Love, but I'm also old. So that would make so that's so, either Ben. <laughs> all right. So that doesn't make any sense for a team that has a tradition like Washington does. But on the other hand, like I said, almost any of these names like like the Ravens, we get it. Edgar Allan Poe, Baltimore, sure. But in my head, I view it as sort of like a tough name. It's a bird. It's only tough because Ray Lewis and that defense sure. have given them the identity of something. Thus, now I associate that with that name. So I, I suspect whatever the name is, we'll probably get used to it over time. But right now, putting yeah. it out there, it just seems rough, especially because you know, last year aside, which was also a losing record, but they won the division. You know, it's just been a, a tough beat here for, for a long time.
3: I That's would it. say the I would say the Ravens name is a USFL name. You know, not that I have a little DC uh, Baltimore bias here, but. <laughs> You know, I love that it's tied to the city, but I just think it's a little it's a little um, it just feels a little expansion team to me. Um, The the other thing that I'd like to just point out, and this is I'm just being honest, like when the Nationals name came out, I didn't love it. I thought it was kind of generic and a little bit safe and, you know, didn't really fire me up. But everyone loves the Nats now. Right. Like you do get used to it. And if you win, you, you especially get used to it.
2: Do you, th- and you, you might have, you we're already probably going to get to this at some point, but do you think that they would stick with Washington football team out of the worry, I guess, the like, worry that whatever they choose is, somebody's not going to like it or it's going to sound this way or that way. So like, would that be one of the reasons that they just stick with Washington football team, which I hope they don't because one of, what, what was that Krista? That's my concern. I mean, it that's, really I know I, that's my concern, too. And it's like, to be honest with you, like the Washington football team thing, I don't even like I don't think they thought that when you'd be seeing the standings on ESPN or NFL Network on the pregame shows like that, every other team like they weren't just going to put Washington, I think that they thought they're going to put Washington for sure. But no, they put Eagles, Cowboys, Giants football team. And it looked like a joke. So unless they can like work with the networks or something and say, listen, we're gonna say Washington football team, but you have to put Washington or WFT when your obviously also has the WTF thing. Um, but I just, but back to the original point. Yeah, I just hope that out of like being a little gun shy that they don't just stick with it for that reason.
3: My, I just have no, I have no, sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Carson. I just have no faith that this organization is gonna make the right decision. And that's just me being really honest even with the new people in charge I, you know i'd like to think i'd like to think that they've got some real adults in the room um mm-hmm. but the cynic in me thinks that that danny boy is gonna make the call and that he's he's battered and bruised right now by the the fan base and the press and he feels like he can't do anything wrong and the safest easiest thing to do is to go with washington football team i mean But then you look at like the, you know, the sideline hats for this coming season and it's, it's downright embarrassing to me it just says Washington on it it's like, we really don't have anything to rally around without having that name. Uh, That's how I feel about it. And I just wish that I felt that these people were going to figure out how to keep this great tradition alive. But I'm just
2: I I hope after all of this that they don't just stick with Washington football team or frankly even Washington football club Club. because like that's a soccer thing like that's not a football thing like bye so it's a great great opportunity
3: it's a great opportunity for them to like to really show that they're reinvigorating and and that that they are listening to the to what people you know what people want and they want to get fired up about this team I'm not just saying in terms of marketing but we really want to get fired up and it seems like the team is heading in the right direction so let's follow
0: and be bold and have a great name. So my concern to your point of the team feels like heading in the right direction, right? They won the division last year as the Washington football team. What if they do it again? And last year, there were no fans in the stands more or less uh, this year. It looks like we're heading in the direction that there will be a, you know, the opportunity yeah. for a packed house. I guess I can't say that definitively based on how the crowds were before the pandemic, but let's just say there's, you know, thousands and thousands of people there what if they do win games and what if they're a good team? And what if now all of a sudden people start getting behind? I don't, I don't know what the chants are from the stands, but like go football. To, I don't know. Like what if the name from that perspective is something that it catches on, not because people necessarily love the name, but that's what it is and they're winning. And that, like I'm saying, if people start associating a team with the winning and the losing. So that to me, if you win two divisions in a row, I think Washington will be a, one of the, you know, Washington Dallas will probably be the favorites then what? That would be my concern of staying with the name because I would agree, look, as somebody who has to write it out all the time, it is, I never use football team. I only refer to them as,
2: I'm out of Twitter characters every time I do anything with this team. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It's, 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 it's bad across the board. And I even, when I, I talked to Jason Wright months ago, I even made that point. Like if part of the branding process is having people like us write out the name, that's not going to work because nobody's going to do it. And obviously WFT, um, looks a little bit like something else, so th- there's that too. So yeah, I'm concerned about it from that perspective. Um, but but I guess it leads to this: the, the 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 million dollar question. Would anybody like to guess what the name is actually going to be? Heather, uh, you go first.
2: <laughs> well, but back to your previous point, as I my brain starts to think again. Um, yeah. The um, I was more I was thinking that one of the reasons actually to your initial question why they did take such a long time or are taking such a long time is that. I don't know you know people certainly didn't expect them to like win the division last year and i don't think they wanted a negative connotation on whatever that name was if they had picked it sometime last season i mean obviously go you know again i think chris and i both thought this season would make sense but um that they didn't want that name to already have a negative connotation if they didn't do well so like i do think that was probably in the back of their heads as far as you know the timing of it goes um
0: I don't know uh <laughs> to to be clear i will be absolutely not giving an answer like i i mean like because people are obviously asking me now having just done this story and I'm like look i i i couldn't even begin to tell you at least at least we have a sense of it'll be more of a traditional sense than feel like an expansion team but that literally doesn't narrow it down at all and i'm only focusing on like the team the names that were that metaphors came up with which whatever you want to think of the names like they're they're six, like the comments in the articles, people are asking that's the best people could come up with. I'm like, no, that's the six best that this group came up with based on the criteria they had. So not- what
2: are other people what are these people when they write to you, what are they saying? Or are they just saying these stink and then they don't offer a- another suggestion? Yeah,
0: it's more like that. Obviously there's some people who would just wish it and never exchanged in the first place. We're obviously past that. And he says, there's others, it, it doesn't matter. That- that's that is why this whole
2: Washington (laughs) moot points. Um, so, (laughs) but I, I mean, I don't know if I had it like DC FC, maybe I, and I know it's not just going to be because of Jason right? and he likes soccer. Um, but I I think it's not the football team. It's still something kind of generic. Um, you know, I don't think they're, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do a red something. I, I just don't. So I I do
0: like, I, I kind of like the Hogs in some capacity. I mean, again, I'm not saying it's my favorite name, but of the ones that are currently in my brain, I don't disagree with you guys on the red. That's maybe forcing bit much, but something with the Hogs, because it does like the one positive thing you can sort of go back to with this organization right now is um, those teams under Joe Gibbs and the Hogs, you could play with that. And it was mentioned in the article, it's a name where you're really kind of making fun of yourself automatically. So the, <laughs> you're, you're kind of taking it away from other. I don't
2: think other... they want to be a laughing, They're, they don't want to be a laughing
0: but it's, Hog- I mean, but Hogs has a certain type. I mean, look to all the country,
2: th- it doesn't. I mean, here and again, I know they're trying to help. Yeah. You know, we're trying to uh, appease the fan base here. But like the the it's going to be a joke if if they go into you know giant Stadia or whatever the MetLife and or Lincoln Financial or Cowboys and, I mean, the Cowboys will probably understand it. But like you know, huh, I don't know. I I just I yeah. like th- that it has the connection. I, I I agree, but I just think nationally it lets you open to just too much more washington is a joke
3: it's also going to look too cartoonish right like how do you come up with a hog that like a razorback is menacing but a hog is like a you know it's a farm animal how
2: literally how literal are we taking right they could like (laughs) try try to make it like a razorback but then you're not really
3: right i mean i i love the tradition of it but i agree with it it's it's kind of comical so um i don't know ben i like i i like you know if you think back I think Snyder is a is a traditionalist. He's a fan first and foremost, right? That's why he brought Gibbs in. He loves all the history. Um, I like to think that he's gonna he's gonna you know go that way. And I think that's why there was momentum behind, uh, you know you know some of these some of these like I don't know like warriors warriors is like as close as, you know kind of going instead not going with like a Native American warrior but going you know a soldier warrior there's a lot of momentum there that he could, he could keep some of the same colors and the same scheme and go warriors, but that doesn't seem like that's on the table anymore. So, you know, I'm, I I think they're going to go with Washington football club or Washington football team. And I think a lot of, I think the silent majority is going to be upset about it. And I think we will sell a lot fewer jerseys and it will be harder to market the team
2: feels like it's like after all of this like research and the 18 and however long it's going to be to come back to to washington football team just seems just like a no it's a cop out it's it's yeah
1: i i i I do like
2: i i do like command i don't know. like the more i think about it like i I do like it i don't know if that'll ultimately be it but um i keep coming back around to that one as well so i will say
0: and it was discussed in the article that like we all keep talking about it from the perspective of what's the name of the team that's going to play on the field on, on Sundays. And I think there is a bigger component to this. And that is what is the name of the brand that this organization wants to put out to the world that goes beyond the team? There's going to be a stadium somewhere uh, in the area that stadium will host a lot of events. And I think it wouldn't stun me if this organization sort of becomes a, I, I don't want to say a, uh, I don't want to say it turns into an Amazon or some company that's selling multiple products, but it wouldn't stun me if out of, down the line, it's more than just, this is the football team, that there's other components to this. Obviously, Dan Snyder has other businesses that, and so from that, I think the name has to, or likely will will connect to something that's grander. So that's why I would, the Washington football team to me, I just, I guess I'd be surprised, Surprise if they land on that because it's so generic as we're discussing 100 levels, but it doesn't help the broader thing. Again, I don't know what does. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that any of these suits maybe that's just maybe that goes against the hogs, but so many of these things are tough. But that's why, I look, that's why this is such a ridiculously hard process. Yeah. And I do wonder on some level if they made it harder on themselves by giving this, like I guess if at any point they said they were gonna change the name, uh, this would have been a thing. But like to have gone from what it was to the football team to something else it's going to be a weird process uh, to say the least. Um, You guys were great. I really appreciate it. Any, uh, anything else, Heather, you uh, people need to uh, any people need to know about whatever you guys got coming up with regards to the uh, football team or or, or anything else out there at NBC for
2: uh, well, we've got a uh, training camp obviously coming up uh, in July and JP Finley from NBC Sports Washington will, will be covering that for us. Um, that, we're also going to have our Washington, Washington football team. <laughs> what did you say, Ben?
0: I said that hack. I'm kidding. That, uh, yeah,
2: he's, he has, you know, he's. he's another,
0: another BCC alum. I should have. That's I, true. I should have,
2: right. I should have teed it up like that. Uh, he, he's <laughs> I didn't bear. know you went to
0: BCC. Yes
3: we wow. think
2: he, we think he he actually like graduated graduate, so. <laughs> yeah. um and we do have washington football team we, showtime uh coming back in the fall and washington football team fine all those also don't roll off the tongue so for personal reasons i would love to have a real a real name um so yeah so no, we we'll, we're just gearing up for for training camp and uh for richmond for a week and then in ashburn and we're I'm sure you will be at both of those locations, Ben, and uh, and we look forward to it.
0: Uh, Heather is on Twitter at HeatherMCD4. Christo is at Christo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O, Doyle. Christo, anything uh, you want to mention with with, with uh, what you guys have got going on at the Discovery uh, Channel before I let you go?
3: Yeah, well, I'm always working on my little show, The Dirt, but um, I think I should offer up my services to Heather to uh, help cover this team. Um, either that or Jason Wright can, uh, can give me a call to, uh, help come up with the right name. I'm always available.
0: I I, I will look everybody, they they all obviously listen to this podcast for that (laughs) question. So I'm sure they will hear that. I will, if they, if they reach out, I mean, I I bet Jason
2: Wright does, that wouldn't surprise me. (laughs)
0: it might surprise me a little bit but uh but yeah look somebody over there is listening because uh, you know they have to pay attention um you guys were great Hi,
2: sean hi jesse hi Hi, charlie
0: (laughs) you guys were great heather christo nathan thank you all for yeah my son
2: my son nathan's here nathan what 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 should the name of the washington football team be um what's a good football name about washington dc what about the
3: washington veterans
2: (laughs) you don't know What makes you think of football
3: in Washington, D.C.? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. Well, there you have it. This is why they
0: need a name.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: (sighs) Awesome. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben.
0: All right. Many thanks to Mark Bullock, Heather McDonough, Christo Doyle, and, of course, thanks to everybody here for checking out the podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you guys are uh, getting away from – um, Whatever it is that you've got going on Get 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 some alone time Whether you get to go out of town Or just <laughs> find a quiet space in your house Hopefully you're hanging in there the, the sun is out We're getting back out to some sort of normalcy A little bit more So hopefully everybody's able to take advantage of it And is hanging in there Training camp uh, A few weeks away July 27th We'll be back in Richmond I believe uh, For the first few days of camp And then they're, then they return to Ashburn I'll be back way before that but not right now, And but I will be back with more podcasts coming up. So hang in there. Subscribe. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. And until next time, see ya.